Romans 13 and 11. And that knowing the time. That now. Everybody say now. It's high time to awake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. My question to you today is what time is it? What time is it? Dr. David Jeremiah has recently written a book about the rapture and the promotion about that book. He shows different locales and he shows what's going to, at least his idea of what's going to happen in the rapture. And he shows people laying in a hospital bed in an emergency room and suddenly they're gone Shows people in the street. Suddenly one of them had gone and the other one left. And I was wondering, I I was thinking, I, I know this sounds a little cynical, but I was wondering today what what it would feel like if we're sitting in an atmosphere like we're in today. And suddenly. Somebody sitting beside us is gone. It'll be too late then. There won't be any repenting. There won't be any praying, maybe pleading. But the Bible said as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Lord. People were so caught up in life doing their own thing. The man of God was screaming and declaring and teaching and preaching and building to prepare for the escape of the judgment of God. And there were those that missed it because they didn't understand what time it was. Let's pray. Put your Bibles down and let's pray together right now. We need God to touch us in this place. I don't want anybody in this building to miss the rapture. I don't want anybody in your family to miss the coming of the Lord. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, I'm asking you to speak to us today. God, don't let us miss what you're trying to tell us in this last day. God, help us to be ready. Help us to be ready. Don't let there be anything in us, God, that would keep us from going in the rapture. Before we leave this building today, don't let us leave with anything that would hinder us. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. What time is it? I believe... It's God's will that we know the answer to that question. Time is such a precious thing. Such a valuable thing. 
It's more important to us than the clothes that we have on our backs. It's more important than the kind of car you drive. The kind of house you live in. Houses can be destroyed. Cars can be wrecked. Clothes can get old and decay. But they all can be replaced. Not so with time. I want you to understand how valuable time is. It has no replacement. I, uh, I know this is morbid and I've probably said it before, but I make it pretty often that I get on the local paper website and I don't look at the news because most of the time it's a lie anyway. But there's one thing that doesn't lie. And that's the obituaries. And Brother Gill, by the way, thank you for that good word today. It's good to have our itinerant teacher in the house. But there's one thing I'm made to understand. is time is no respecter of persons. When I read the obituaries, Brother Shaw, I read that there are people that have left this life from young to old. I often wonder, and sometimes it will describe some of the circumstances, I often wonder what was going through the minds of those people when they knew they were taking their last breaths, that life was just about over. Say, well, Bishop, you know, that's not true for me. I, I got a lot of living to do, do you? How do you know that? What time is it in your life? Watch this now. We're going to pass this way only once. We're not going to live life over again. The old songwriter said, only one life, so soon it will pass. Only what's done for Christ will last. I want to tell you something today. At that last trumpet's call, when the dead in Christ rise first and those of us which are Alive and remain, rise to meet him in the air. When we stand before God, it's not going to matter how much money we have in our bank account. It's not going to matter what kind of car we drive or what kind of home we live in or how much overtime we got in this week. The only thing that's going to matter is what You've done for Christ. I seen a little something the other day that said, you're never going to walk on streets of gold until you understand you got to walk through a narrow gate. 
You need to understand something today. God's terms are not your terms. Eternity has no negotiating. If you're going to make it to heaven, if you're going to be a part of the rapture, you're going to have to have repented of your sins, been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of those sins, been filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in other tongues, and lived a holy, separated life unto God. Hear me today, time is not on the market. You can't buy it. You can't sell it. You can't dictate to it. You can't order it around. You can't speed it up. And you can't slow it down. Neither can you stop it. Because it's not in the hands of man. It's in the hands of God. He has control of it. Do you understand that today before you lay down your head, all God has to do is just close His hand on you and your life is over. Your time is done. I, I, I don't want to sound morbid today, but I want you to understand, we need to understand what time it is. We need to know, listen, I get concerned when I see church folks become so flippant about their attending the house of God. Say, well, Bishop, you don't have to go to church to be saved. Oh, contraire. The Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. And so much more, not less. So much the more as you see the day approaching. God is in control. Time is no respecter of persons. I, I had seen a report today. In fact, I, I, it came up on my Instagram account. Some council in the Philippines has started an investigation in 2021, 261,000 people died mysteriously. I've seen another report today that said 10 million people died due to COVID. Now just stay with me right here. I know this is a little little solemn but I want you to I want you to get this because you see I don't want I don't want to be here in this place and want you to miss the rapture I don't want you sitting beside somebody and them gone and you be left it's the only reason I'm here today I want you to understand and realize what time it is what are you saying, preacher? I, I listen every day, and and if you if if you disagree with this, that's fine. But I'm telling you, every day, unless you listen to mainstream media, every day, there are literally 
thousands of people that are dying and their, their uh, reason, their cause of death is died suddenly. Well, I, I, I feel like I got a long time, really. Death visits the rich just like it visits the poor. It visits the proud just like it visits the humble. It visits the well-known and it visits the unknown. Death, like time, is no respecter of persons. Time takes its toll on human beings. The writer of Ecclesiastes says that there's a time to be born and a time to die. Hear me today, you can't buy it off. You can't escape from it. When it's your time to go, you better be ready. We're talking about time. Something that's precious. Something that's wonderful. But it's not forever. Jane said it like this. Whereas you know what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It's a vapor. That for a little time it's there and then it vanisheth away. You've seen water in a tea kettle when the steam's coming out of the spout disappearing in the atmosphere. James said that's just like your life. We're not here for any great length of time. People today have the attitude that they're here to stay and I want to tell you, nobody's here to stay. Life is merely a dressing room for eternity. Hear me today. There are no gray areas in eternity. And there won't be any time for preparation when your life is done. It's heaven or hell. There won't be any waiting room. There won't be any in between and I might have a chance. It's not going to be like that. What time is it in your life? I want to tell you what time it is. It's time for you to align your life with the Word of God. It's time for you to align your life with the leading of the Spirit of God. we got to make the most of what God gives us. I, I, I get, I, I really do. I guess it's just the years of ministry and watching people's lives but I, I, I get so concerned when 
I see people that can just so take so lightly their relationship with God. As though somehow, because at one time they repented and were baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, that somehow from that moment on they were entitled to eternity in heaven. And could live your life any way you want to live it. Go where you want to go and do what you want to do. And then when the rapture happens, God will just overlook all of that and just tell you, come on in. Well, I got to tell you, if it's that way, I quit today. But I also got to tell you, it's not that way. As I look at life and I look at people and situations in people's lives, I begin to get concerned in my spirit. Because as I think about that picture, that portrayal of the rapture, I I hope you don't think bad of me today. But according to the word of God, not me. But according to the word of God, you got a 50% chance of making the rapture. I wonder which side of that you're going to be on. Oh, preacher, I'm good. I come to church every week. I pay my tithes. I'm faithful. I hope all of that works. But I want to tell you, you need to check your heart. You need to check your heart. You need to be sure that you're right in your heart. A lot of people in the Bible thought they knew what time it was but they didn't why the very Jews themselves the people of Israel didn't know what time it was that's why Jesus wept over the city of Jerusalem if thou hadst known he said even thou Things which belong unto thy peace, but now they are hid from thine eyes. For the days shall come upon thee that thine enemies shall cast a trench about thee, compass thee round, and keep thee in on every side. And shall lay thee even with the ground, and thy children with thee. They shall not leave in thee one stone upon another because thou knewest not the time of thy visitation. They didn't know what time it was. Israel right now, today, don't understand what time it is. I'm telling you, God's getting ready for a rapture. Hear me right now. I said God's getting ready 
for a rapture. The disciples themselves didn't know what time it was. In the book of Acts, they asked, Lord, wilt thou at this time restore again the kingdom of Israel? And he said unto them, It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. At that moment, the church age was not fully revealed to them. They didn't understand it at all. People didn't know what time it was in Jesus' day when he was carrying his cross up to Calvary, fell beneath the load with stripes on his back and The women wept for him. He looked at them in his suffering. And he said to them, Don't weep for me. Weep for the children. What did he mean by that? Why, why, would he, why would he say something like that? They didn't know what time it was. Jesus told them, weep for the children. He said those words because he knew what time it was. I want somebody to know and realize today. And understand beyond a shadow of doubt. Forty years later. Forty years later. Titus, the famous Roman general and his army. Surrounded the city of Jerusalem. Kind of sounds familiar, doesn't it? They fought against the city because it had rebelled against Caesar. They cut off all the food supply and... There was mass starvation. Josephus, who was a Jewish historian, wrote an account of what happened. He said it got so bad in 70 A.D. within the city of Jerusalem that people ate their own babies. They ate their own children. I want you to think about the desperation. They ate their own offspring. Brother Gill, it was self-preservation. It didn't matter if it was their babies. I'd rather them die than me to die. And they ate. Do you get that? They ate their own babies. It's why Jesus would say, Don't weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. 
All because a nation failed to realize what time it was. I'm telling you, we live in a nation. It's a serious thing when a nation fails to realize what time it is. Just as serious a thing when an individual fails to realize what time it is. We're living in a nation that has failed to realize what time it is. I wish somebody helped me right now. We're living in a nation of educated people that think they have all the answers. The truth of the matter is they don't even know what the question is. What time is it? Like that man in the Bible who planned on tearing down his barns, building bigger barns, and laying up his for how long? For many years, the Bible said. They think they know what time it is. They think they're going to take it easy. They think they've got it all planned out. But we can't ordain the future. I said we can't ordain the future. We don't have the promise of another breath. You say, man, Bishop, this is Sunday morning. We came to be encouraged. I'm trying to get you to heaven today. I'm trying to get you to understand you can no longer take a back seat in the kingdom and just wait for the Lord to show up you got to understand what time it is he's getting ready to come we don't know what next year is going to bring we don't know what the next telephone call is going to bring we don't know what's going to happen it might be a flood or an earthquake. We might have a world war on our hands tomorrow. We just don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. It pays to be ready to meet God. They may drop a hydrogen bomb on you. But the good news is if you're ready, you'll just wake up in glory. I, I, I feel prompted in the Holy Ghost to do something here. Forget that early lunch. I feel the Holy Ghost right here. There's some of you that are sitting in this building today that you have allowed circumstances and situations in your life to affect your view of the kingdom of God and your relationship with God. Perhaps you've been offended or somebody in your family has been offended. Perhaps you found yourself in circumstances that are beyond your control and you feel like perhaps God has forgotten you and doesn't know where you are. And the Lord sent me here on this Sunday morning to tell you that it's time for you to lay that aside and prepare to meet your God. That your days are numbered, that your time is short, the coming of the Lord is near, and you cannot afford to harbor that any longer in your heart. It is time to repent. It is time to turn your life 
not partially but completely over to the Lord to yield yourself as a vessel and an instrument in the hands of God because the days are short and you don't have time to make preparation your own way. God is calling you. Repent! Repent! Come to me and I will restore you. I will heal you. And I will prepare you for my soon return. What time is it? What time is it? Paul said, knowing the time. People don't know what time it is. You say, oh, yeah, yeah, they do, Bishop. Sure, sure they do. They, they know then why are you living like you're living? If you truly believe in a rapture and you truly believe that it can happen any day, what is keeping you from totally committing your life, the life of your family, your marriage to God? What time is it? How can those who attend Pentecostal church services be made aware of what time it is? Isaiah asks a question. Watchman! Watchman! What of the night? In Old Testament times, they didn't have clocks, watches, they didn't have electronic devices to measure time. But one thing they did have was walls and towers that were high. They would put a watchman on the wall. And this watchman had a vantage point that nobody else had. He could see the daybreak before anybody else. He could see the shades of night falling before anybody else. He was high on the wall. He could see further over the horizon than anyone else. The watchman had the responsibility of sounding the alarm. He was to blow the trumpet whenever danger threatened. He also made people aware of what time it was. In these modern days, the Lord still has a watchman. Thank God for pastors. Thank God for evangelists and teachers who come our way. Men who know the time. Men who know prophecy. Men who know where we stand. What time is it? Ask the man of God. I said ask the man of God. Ask the pastor. Ask the evangelist. They'll be glad to tell you what time it is.
They don't want your blood required at their hands. They want to open the book up to you. Someone may say, well, if you're a watchman on the wall, pray tell me, what time is it? I've climbed up there today to tell you that it's rapture time. I've climbed up there to tell you that we have just a few short days in this world and it's going to be over and time will be no more. And I want to tell you that from this day forward, you will never be able to stand before God and declare, nobody told me. What time is it? It's time to get your heart ready before God. Paul asked the question and then answered it. What time is it? It's high time to awake out of sleep. It's high time. It's the acceptable time. It's not time just to hear the word of God. It's time to do the word of God. Thousands of folks who sit in our churches know the truth. They know Acts 2.38. They know stories about Jesus. They know about baptism in His name. They know the message of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But they sit there with their arms folded and do absolutely nothing about it. There's one thing I'm persuaded they don't know. They don't know what time it is. They know the Bible. They know that receiving the Holy Ghost is right. And they know that speaking in tongues is the initial evidence. But they never make a move. They never get stirred. They never cry out to God. They never raise their hands to Him. Simply because they fail to realize what time it is. Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? It's not time to just know the gospel. It's time to do something about it. I, I, I've been stirred in my spirit about this church because we're so blessed. I said, we're so blessed. That sometimes it's easy to be lulled asleep by where you are and what you have. But I want to tell this church, the Lord sent me here on this Sunday morning. He wouldn't give me nothing else to say but to tell you that it's time, it's time, it's time for us. First Pentecostal church to kneel at the altar. Well, Bishop, you know, you, you act like... We're all lost. I'm not acting like that at all. I'm trying to tell you what time it is and that we need to be sure that there's everything, there's nothing in our heart that's, that's unlike God and that we need to get right 
before we get left. Let's bow our heads. I don't know whether you realize it or not, but the Jews have already contracted the 60,000 pre-cut stone for the rebuilding of the temple. All of Jerusalem is back in their control. They're about to build the temple again. Watchmen, what of the night? Can you tell me what time it is? Can't you see the handwriting on the wall? Don't you realize you don't have much longer to receive the Holy Ghost? Somebody please, please don't get distracted right here. I don't want anybody moving out of this sanctuary right now for a minute. You know God is getting ready to return. Years ago, Brother Urshan was sitting in the United Nations speaking with some men there of power. And they were asking Brother Urshan about a man. Brother Urshan said, we feel, they told him, we feel that the answer to this world's problems is a man. He'll have to be an unusual man. He'll have to be a superman. He'll have to be articulate. The kind of man that possesses political magnetism. He'll have to be the kind of man that can bring all nations and factions together. He'll have to be the kind of man that's good in virtually all fields. Do you understand what they were describing? They were describing the Antichrist. They claim, United Nations claims that the pollution problem is getting so bad that within 10 years, the only way you'll be able to live is by wearing a gas mask. There's a man who doesn't even profess to be a Christian. He's a scientist. He's a chronologist. He's a student of time. He studied human history and current events and the trend of psychology and sociology. And he said, so far as the human is concerned and so far as my study has taken me it's less than five minutes until midnight let me say that again it's less than five minutes until midnight if a man who doesn't profess to be a Christian can come up with those conclusions how much more should you and I know time is running out on this Sunday morning, I want you to stand to your feet and we're going to pray together. If you look in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 25, it talks about the midnight cry, the coming of the bridegroom. Those who are ready are going to go forth to meet him. God's time clock is about to strike midnight. What time is it in your life today? What time is it in your life today? I want to tell you it's time to get your heart right. 
I wouldn't leave here today with anything, any doubt in my mind where I stood with God.